Good morning, everyone. Today I'm going to be giving a talk on venerating the public spirited and selfless service. Veneration of the public spirited is one of the four essentials, a list of items that the founding master, Venerable Sotesan, deemed necessary for a healthy society. They are as follows, educating others' children, primacy of the wise, developing self-power, and of course, venerating the public spirited. In this pandemic, public spirited people and public service are more important than ever. Healthcare workers are treating the sick and preventing more cases. Essential workers form the backbone of our society and have sustained us throughout this pandemic. Now people are on the streets fighting against racism. Black lives matter and Wang Buddhism stands against racism. And we stand with all those who are fighting to end the institutional oppression that remains a blight in our country. We're all in this together. Everyone is contributing and public service has an impact on us all. When you look at the Turtle Dharma chart, you'll see that the four essentials are on the left side and they're supported by the bottom left foot. That foot is selfless service to the public and is a fundamental aspect of Wan Buddhism. This concept is also found in our essential dharmas of daily practice. The last of which is, may we turn selfishness into an eagerness to serve the good of all. In this passage, eagerness to serve the good of all is translated from the Korean, kong ikshim. Kong means the public, ik means to benefit, and shim means mind. And all of these together come to create a mind for the benefit of the public. And the goal of this Dharma is to cultivate a mindset of selfless service in order to help others. These two concepts, venerating the public spirited and selfless service to the public are inseparably connected. With that in mind, the idea of venerating the public spirited is simple. By elevating those who do good for others, we encourage more to provide selfless service. Indeed, the founding master said that a society which venerates those with public spirit will see many come forward to serve the public. He mentions that we should all cultivate our public spirit and actively work to help all people. By doing so, we can create a community and society grounded in mutual support and equity. This Monday, June 1st, was the same day that Master Sotesan entered Nirvana in 1943 on June 1st. This day is incredibly important 
in Wan Buddhism and marks when we venerate our founding teacher's complete dedication to public service and to the education of all people. He exemplified selfless service and without his work, neither this temple nor Wan Buddhism would exist. There are countless stories of the work he and the nine disciples accomplish, but here's just a part of one of those stories. In 1918, two years after his enlightenment, Venerable Sotesan had founded the order that would eventually grow into Wan Buddhism. Yet he needed to establish a stable source of income to finance its needs. So he, along with the nine disciples, started a project to construct a levy in Yongsan. This was in order to salvage the unusable tideland and to allow them to grow rice. The work was incredibly tedious and the disciples faced many hardships. The mud was deep, the winds chilling, and the sea unrelenting in its own attempts to reclaim the land. This was not easy work, and the conversion was done completely by manual labor. To make matters worse, they were dealing with their own pandemic, the Spanish flu, adding another layer of anxiety. However, in spite of all of these challenges, the disciples completed the project thanks to the leadership of the founding master and their sincere, selfless dedication. The result was many acres of fertile land, perfect for cultivating rice. And this rice contributed greatly to Wan Buddhism's early growth. To this day, the rice from that field is eaten by Wan Buddhist pre-ministers studying at the university beside it. By creating this field, Sotesan and the nine disciples laid the foundation for Wan Buddhism and consequently over a hundred years of public service and outreach. It always amazes me when I hear about the amount of work that went into the establishment of Wan Buddhism. The amount of hardship they faced and conquered with their sincere dedication is truly inspiring. It puts my own practice into perspective. As I mentioned earlier in the essential dharmas of daily practice, the ninth and last dharma is, may we transform selfishness into an eagerness to serve the good of all. But how do we do this? Perhaps an answer lies in the Buddhist concept of no self, which tells us that there is no unique or distinct self, rather, Everything, ourselves included, is part of one great whole. With an understanding of this truth, the beneficence of public service becomes clear. Well, that sounds nice, but what's in it for me, some of you might ask. <laughs> well, once we recognize the interconnectedness we share with other people and the world around us, we can see that by helping others, we also help ourselves. As many of you know, 
I've had the great honor of working closely with Reverend Wong Gong and Reverend Ginger to produce Dharma streams each weekend. We've faced many challenges throughout the process, audio glitches, slow internet, breaking equipment, needing, and needing to limit contact because of the pandemic. Live broadcasting really presents a ton of opportunities for practice. By helping with the stream, I feel myself growing as a person. It can be frustrating at times, but the concept of no self helps a huge amount. With each hiccup and issue we face, I am again reminded of the one where there are no mistakes. And each mistake transforms into an opportunity to learn and improve. Something I need a lot more of. I wish I could say that I see this truth immediately and every time, but sometimes it can take a day or a couple of days for me to understand. Still, I'm incredibly grateful for the opportunity and to our community for their overwhelming support, patience, and compassion. Similarly, I've found that a miraculous side effect of this pandemic has been an upwelling of communal and moral support. In many ways, the world feels more connected than ever in spite of our time apart. Similar to the predictions of Venerable Sotesan, with the great exigence, many have answered the call and are helping the public. In turn, we must be sure to honor and support their efforts returning the favor when we are able. But in such a daunting situation, it can often be easy to minimize our own ability to help or make a difference. I knew that I've struggled with being stuck at home, feeling like I'm not doing enough, but it's important to remember that by staying home and taking care of ourselves, we are also doing a service to the public. Even with the concept of no self, self-care is still important. In the passages on veneration of the public-spirited, the Founding Master refers to many issues that had interfered with selfless service in the past. He mentions that an excessive concern with personal profit without regard to others' well-being tends to stand in the way of the public spirit. To be sure, selfish pursuit of personal wealth and selfishness aren't particularly compatible. And one of the largest barriers keeping us from public spirit is the artificial separation of private and public. Master Chongsan said, quote, public and private are originally non-dual. If you set the boundary widely, then what is private becomes public. If you set it narrowly, then what is public becomes private." End quote. By understanding and expanding the boundaries we set for ourselves, we can cultivate our selfless spirit and compassion. The best way 
as always, to do this is mind practice. Mind practice helps keep us aware of our own inclinations and how we need to adjust our practice for the better. I often find that my own selfish actions and complacency tend to stem from a lack of awareness. So I often try to take a moment to pause and check in, seeing my actions and how they impact those around me and myself. Maybe if I was more enlightened, I would consider how my actions are impacting the entire world. But it can be difficult to make the jump from self-interest to benefiting all people, especially in a society as individualistic as ours. However, if you find it difficult to grasp how your daily actions can impact the entire world, start small. Imagine how you can help any person. It could be your neighbor. It could be a stranger. And when you help them, they receive and carry the grace of your help. Then imagine all of the people that person is connected to. Now they too may receive a bit of the grace that you created. Then in turn, each person after that can benefit from one small action. Just as the Levy Project resulted in the worldwide philanthropy of Wan Buddhism, one action can change the world for the better. Compassion is more contagious than anything. When we expand our mind to include and truly accept more than just our own household and community, it opens the doors for beneficence on an enormous scale. Once you understand this, each action you take holds more weight. What impacts are you having on those around you, on the rest of the world? How will your actions come to fruition in 100 years? I'd like to close by reading a passage from Master Chong San. Quote, Though nothing is originally large or small, even the smallest things can form something large when they band together. Just as even a large thing ultimately becomes small when scattered, the sky is the combination of the formless air, the earth is the union of every tiny mote of dust. Each drop of water combines to form the great sea and large rivers. Each individual comes together with all others to form the human race. Even billions start with a center too. The great spirit of the Buddhas, Bodhisattvas, sages, and saints is the crystallization of a single undivided thought. When things unite, they become great. And from that arises an awesome power. Look at the sky and the ground. Look at the sea. Hence, those who are intent on an extraordinary enterprise with an extraordinary vision must first discern the awesome power of unity. And realizing that great principle, work hard at putting unity into practice. Therefore, our most urgent business is unity." End quote.
In the same way, each of our actions can come together to change the world. I truly hope that this shared experience around the world will bring more awareness to how interconnected every single one of us is. May we all be unified in good health and a passion for helping those around us. Thank you.